Dave Fanning on 2FM. Simon, take a seat. Come in here for crying out loud and stop getting a glass of water. You don't need all that. Come on yourself. Simon Mars here because uh, when it comes to putting together a successful band, <laughs> it's all about the chemistry. But the lineup of a band has rarely, if ever, been a sacred thing. For better or for worse, a vocalist is often the least replaceable part. And Simon is here now, as in Mr. Marr, to join us to take a look at the sort of bands that did replace their lead singer and just how successfully that went. Simon, how you doing? Are you all right? Come I'm on good. Now. You? Like, very good. Now, let's go on to this. Here, um, what was I going to say? A very bit of a risk, isn't it? To, it, it, it to is to replace your vocalist. See, this is the. Are you talking about vocalists are main people in the band? I, do you know, it probably it's going to be it's whether rather than front men, it is really the vocalist. You know, it's really because right. they went through. There's f- many people that say that the founder, like I mean, the Rolling Stones, kept going when when, when Brian Jones died. Yeah, but there's, there's uh, always there's always that question to be asked: Is do you do you? Is it something that you should do when something happens? When somebody leaves, you kind of think, oh, okay, maybe there's there's something here. When somebody dies, and we'll deal with some of those as we go along. It's probably a slightly right, different thing because you're into legacy land. Exactly. Let's stage. take an example of what you're talking about. Here. Let's talk the Pogues first of all. Okay. Where are you going? So Shane McGowan, obviously enough, was part of the the Pogues success and a, a massively important part of the Pogues. Eventually reached a point in his life where he couldn't really be part of the band anymore. They went off. You played the Clash a few minutes ago. Yeah. So Shane McGowan's immediate replacement was Joe Strummer. I saw the Clash. Sorry, I saw this. I saw the Pogues with with uh, Joe Strummer as vocalist in in Amsterdam. And good. Yeah, it was great. Yes, yeah. that's the because Joe Strummer is amazing. So, yes. but that was only a short term thing because he had produced their last album with Shane McGowan. Then he took over on oh, vocal right, duties, yeah. and then the Tin Whistle Bear, so Spider Stacy, uh, was brought in, and they thought, okay, well, what can we do? How do we manage to regenerate the Pogues and keep going on? And they did. They kept going for a good few years afterwards. Eventually, the band sort of broke up, got back together again, and this is a common theme that we'll deal with, Dave. Okay, which so is listen. the band got back together with the original lead yeah, singer. If I've got Pogues' Dirty Old Town to play here, who? Who are we talking about? So there? with Shane McGowan Very now. good. Okay, okay. You ready to listen? I'm but my love By the gasworks wall Dream the dream By the old canal I kiss my girl By the factory wall Burly old town Okay, that is definitely Shane McGowan. Now, if I play Tuesday morning, we're definitely what? Spider Station? We are indeed. Here we go. Spider on vocals there, yeah. and uh, you're saying what's the biggest selling single? The, the biggest Pogues? selling single really? the Pogues ever had was was, was Tuesday Morning, probably one of the most radio friendly three minutes yeah. uh, those sort of songs. But it was, as I say, it was pretty good for some bands and some of the bands we talk about later on. It had, did not go well at all for the Pogues. I was really, really surprised that they managed it, but there was an inevitability that eventually it had Aye. to be that original yeah. lineup. Okay. And Shane again had to come. So back. we're basically talking about either leaving or deading or whatever it happens to be, and have to 
different places or whatever and can it be done? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Off, and, off and this happened a lot, uh, particularly sort of 70s, 80s rock because of the fact that there was a huge amount of drugs and alcohol involved and sometimes people just sort of disappeared off the scene. So Black Sabbath, Black Sabbath, definitely one of the, the, the preeminent metal bands ever and Ozzy Osbourne, one of those, the, the most well-known frontmen ever. Everybody knew about him. He reached a point again where he just couldn't, he couldn't be part of the band. He was kicked out and it was the choice then was do we continue on with Black Sabbath or is this the end or do we change the name slightly as many well, other here, bands I'll, have done I'll give you um, Ozzy first of all here, here, here goes Look. So Ozzy has to step aside for reasons that have been well documented down through the years before he comes back again later. So who took over? So then? it gets a bit fantasy football as time goes on now in a while because a small number of front men sort of kind of move around the yeah. rock, in rock circles. So they brought in uh, James Dio, you know, and that's what they decided to do. Two huge albums, Heaven and Hell and Mob Rules. So the band managed to continue on and do, if anything, better than they had done with Ozzy really? Osbourne. Okay, here's Ronnie. Yeah, you see, it's kind of standard. Right? It is. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you have to have a particular <laughs> delivery. And yeah. this is it. And Ronnie James Dio absolutely had it. Yeah. But they went but it's through... not Aussie. No, no, no. But they went through a phase again. Of they, The world and his mother. Everybody got a chance to be lead singer Black Sabbath for a while. Glenn Hughes, Ian Gillan, Tony Martin, all of that did stuff. Did Ian and Gillan do Black Sabbath? He I did, don't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah, but again, yeah. I'm sure, like, they were almost like loan deals out of your own band. If you come and be our lead singer for six months, you know, but uh, some really people will remember Sabbath for uh, you know, Ronnie James Dio and Ozzy Osbourne. Just thinking, I'm watching this thing, which I can't even remember the title of it, it's on Netflix, it's about a ship that people find, the Prometheus, which is, everybody's dead on it and all this, etc. It's called 1836 or something, I don't know what it's called, but anyway, at the in the in the second program, like it's just at the very end of it, it's kind of all supposed to be really weird. It's all a bit slow, but anyway, sweet child in time, the whole damn thing plays of deep purple. It's like is that what they're doing with music now? And these people, are, <laughs> like Springsteen making half a billion and all this, they're putting the they're putting the songs everywhere. Oh, it's sinking, sinking. <laughs> Pardon the pun when it comes to this, it's just but so yeah, weird. That's you know? what it's that's and what it's hear, all about. You hear Ian Gillan just you know wailing away. It's yeah. just weird. Anyway, okay, so that's Black Sabbath, Ozzy Osbourne, Jerome James Dio, possibly then Ian Gillan and everybody else afterwards too Glenn, Glenn thing and me Bob so Queen Queen and this is the thing now Queen they're one of the bands and this is people talk about if Bono left U2 if Mick Jagger left the Rolling Stones should they stop if Freddie Mercury died uh, should Queen stop my view is very very strongly that okay yes, well here's Freddie as everybody stopped. knows him I want to break free are you a Queen fan are you I, I, I'm alright with Queen yeah. Yeah, whatever <laughs> okay, so go on. But um, definitely, definitely there was something absolutely individual, absolutely unique about oh, Freddie Mercury. No question about it. So Freddie dies. So Fre Freddie dies, the band said, so well, what are we going to do? And various people sang with them for tribute gigs. Robbie Williams, George saw, Michael, famously. Saw, all you, of that did stuff. you ever see the Queen tribute band? This is not a joke. It's called Right Friends Dead. Seriously. Anyway, where was I? Yes. So, so who, who so, they, so they moved on. They yeah. moved. They moved on then, and they decided that they were going to get some some extra extra people that came in. So they had Paul Rogers and they had Adam Lambert. Now Adam Lambert was a tr I was going to say a trick that they tried was a particular gig that they tried because of the fact that he kind of sounded like Freddie. 
Yeah. You know, and some acts... Didn't he become very famous with them? That's the thing. But some acts go ahead to go and do this. It's like, we need somebody who sounds like our lead singer did because we have that 1970s thing where everybody had the same delivery anyway. So it didn't make any difference. (laughs) But I don't think anybody is ever going to sound like Freddie. You know, so you you can have it. But what they did was at least they've had the decent taste that they don't call themselves Queen when they're playing Slade. As an entity, they're Queen. But when they perform, they call themselves Queen and Rogers or Queen and Adam Lambert. All right, I get you. Well, the funny thing about it is, is that I don't think I've ever really heard Queen with Paul Rogers. Having said that, as a vocalist, Paul Rogers has been one of my absolute favourites. I'd much prefer him to Freddie Mercury, and he used to be the front man with Free, which is all right by me. I want to break free. Oh dear. I think that's the first time I've heard Paul Rogers with Queen. Hey, yeah. 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 But just stop, you know, and it's and well, it's, it's perfectly it's only okay because you know the original so well, and you're you're always going to put it up against that. But I love Paul Rogers. Okay, yeah, that's, um, and that's fair enough. Van Halen, Van Halen, Van next. Halen. yeah. So yeah. D- Dave Lee Roth, right? So Dave yeah. Lee Roth again, great frontman. Everybody here, and anytime I ever mention Van Halen to anybody in Ireland, there's people of a certain age, and they all go Sunday afternoon, MTUSA, the video for Jump. No, I'd go. Oh yeah, right, of course, yeah. But no, I'd go to. I, I saw him playing at the RDS. Was it indoors at the RDS? It was the funniest thing I've ever seen. Sometimes you just go to a gig, see how it's staged. You would not <laughs> believe what's happening. Like you see, like he's not there on stage anymore, and suddenly he comes up behind you about 40 yards behind you and he's riding up the RDS on a very giant thing that he shouldn't be riding on right. it's hilarious <laughs> right. but anyway. a, but again great front man great front man great vocalist uh, Van Halen 1984 massive massive album but uh, Dave Lee Roth and Eddie Van Halen never ever ever got on there was that very yeah. thinly disguised hostility between them so uh, Dave Lee Roth says okay I'm going to go off and have a, a solo career of my own a quite unsuccessful solo career but I'm going to go off and do that Sammy Hagar came in and he became the lead singer. He eventually fell out with Eddie Van Halen as well. And then they brought in Gary Sharon from oh, Extreme nice. uh, who came in for one album. And eventually, they and this is a common theme, Dave, all the way through, they went back to Dave Lee Roth in the end because they knew they couldn't be without him. All right, gosh, I wonder how they got him back in. Okay, well, here he is with the famous one, actually. But better version by Aztec Camera. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's Cynthia 80s sound. That's brilliant. Really? <laughs> oh yeah, no, I loved it. I loved it. You probably wore lapels, did you, on your jacket? Probably. <laughs> the record machine. I love it coming up. Okay, so if that's that, and I have the here, why can't this be love? Is that Gary Sharon then? then or, or uh, Sammy no, we've Hagar, moved on Sammy Hagar then. Oh, sorry. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Come on, Sammy. Is 
So there it is, yeah. It's harmless enough. Harmless. Like they were a band who were never going to change the world anyway, like, you know, but they had they had their thing. But yeah. there is definitely a case now for bringing back your front man. And the reason, if you think, how do they manage to bring it back? Generally, it's cash money, Dave. It's all about cash money. The, yeah. re, the reunion tours are particularly, particularly lucrative. Then you've got artists who just, I, I think they, they've decided they've outgrown their band. This happens a lot. So Genesis was a, was oh, a, a yeah. case of Peter this. Peter Gabriel left after the land lies down in Broadway. He's coming to play in, is it uh, uh, it's, it's, Hyde or somewhere? He is definitely, in, he's in next June summer anyway. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah he, he left after the land lies down in Broadway. Yeah, so and yeah. unusually enough, rather than going to get somebody from outside, uh, the man put his hand up from behind the, the, the drums yeah. and Phil Collins and said. And became the biggest thing ever. Yeah. And Solo said, plus yeah, Genesis said, "What about me?" You know, yeah. and he became, and probably as a as a chart act, and definitely as a radio act, Genesis became much much bigger as time yeah. then went on. Yeah. Okay. So, but what I've got here, Seven Stones and Turn It On Again. Which one is is, is <laughs> Seven Stones? Peter Gabriel, Turn It On Again, Phil Collins. All right. Okay. Phew. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Joe Chibby was in here for the orchestra and he picked his favourite album and it was Peter Gabriel. And, uh, really? I happened to say, I couldn't be a damn about him, really. I loved him like up to about the Lamb Lies Down. The amount of people, how dare you? Peter Gabriel is one of the greatest things ever. Blah, 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 oh, blah, blah. wow, okay. In fact, I tell you what, I saw him with Jim Lockhart in Mexico. Wait till I tell you. <laughs> Go on. Anyway, um, okay, so this is the other one. Turn it on again. So this is Phil Collins' Genesis Phil Collins, now. okay. Oh, yeah. You know, more 80s. <laughs> I'm sure it's probably 90s. I've no idea, but... It's driving me mad. <laughs> ah, yeah, so Collins, Collins went on. He left the band as well. So Genesis yeah. then... So they'd lost Peter Gabriel and they had uh, well, lost... Phil Collins, okay, they Phil lost, Collins left because his solo career was... That's the thing. So he went off and he's going to... And then there were three. That's the name of the album. Yeah, there. Sorry, and, but really? they, they brought Ray Wilson in. And God oh. help Ray Wilson. Because if you're the person who replaced the front man, you've maybe got some chance. But you if you're the, the person who, who replaced the replacement, <laughs> it was never going to work out well for you. So, who, who was Ray Wilson? So, was he somebody... So he know. joined... Do you know I don't even know? I think, right. think that's probably tells you everything you need to know about uh, Ray Wilson's uh, uh, job in yeah. Genesis. So they, they, they broke up uh, got back together again did a tour and they're all making a documentary at the moment I think a Netflix documentary really? about the history of Genesis that I don't think I want to watch Right okay I did see they're selling their back catalogue because they feel that people should hear uh, some stupid press release that came with it No you want the money Yeah Okay so Fleetwood <laughs> Mac Wouldn't it be great if somebody just said that Yeah, yeah. Now Fleet, everybody has been in Fleetwood Mac at some stage You know yeah. if, you, if you're if you a jobbing musician in the 70s, 80s or 90s or even into the 2000s you've been in Fleetwood Mac It's one of those things So you had the likes of Bob Welch who was around in the really really early yeah. days of, of Fleetwood Mac and then because of that that dynamic to kind of that existed with kind of Mick Fleetwood being the boss and deciding that who was in and who was out and then it was that stage that Stevie Nicks and Christy McVeigh and all of those people came in everybody cycled through got divorced got married released a couple of great albums and then you had people like uh, Becca Bramlett who was brought in as a sort of like a, a fake 
Christine McVie, you know, at some point in the probably in the mid the, from the Bonnie branded people yeah, and all yeah, that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, from the from the mid the mid nineteen nineties. Dogs and Clapton stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but was there for a period of time before again, like so many other bands, the version of Fleetwood Mac that goes around now is relatively close to the nineteen seventies version. Stunned that you haven't mentioned that there's only one Fleetwood Mac and that's the Peter Green Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> yes, sir, Long my, before my Bob apologies. Welsh, yes, although yes, Bob yes. did his best. Okay, so uh, this is the one we know, probably, is it? Ah, yeah. Yeah. As in Stevie Nicks and Lindsay Buckingham one, yeah. That's the big Fleetwood Mac, but not the real Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's you. Give me a break, lads, you know? <laughs> but what, what's interesting, well, it's interesting for a music nerd, is that the original, not the original, so my original Fleetwood Mac, not Dave's original Fleetwood Mac, were back by the mid 1990s, by about 1995. So the current Fleetwood Mac incarnation, yeah, such as Lindsay it is. Buckingham gets kicked out. Oh, yeah, but, 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 yeah but every so often. He makes a solo album. But it's kind of there, but they have yeah. been kind of there for a quarter of a century yeah, now. Yeah, last time, I know they played outdoors, I think it was in Malahide about two, three, four, or five years ago. I didn't see that one, but I did see the one in Three Arena, and uh, Lindsay Buckingham stole their show. Yes, I mean, yeah. He was brilliant. Yeah, you know, if yeah. you like sort of brilliant guitar, he was fantastic. Yeah, but you need that. You need it. But, but like so many of these bands, is that whenever you see the name coming, you can go, oh, Fleetwood Mac, I'd love to go and see them. I'd love to go and see 1978 Fleetwood Mac in 2023. What about Peter Green's Fleetwood Mac? Are you uh, yeah, deaf? I know, I know. Yes, yes. It, it would sake. appear so, Dave. It would appear the Green so. Green Man Alishi live. Imagine seeing that. Okay, go on. The Give Doors. Yeah, The Doors. The yeah. Doors. So obviously, Jim Morrison. And again, Jim Morrison is such an important front man. Oh, they got your man from Don't Tell Me. Uh, it was Ian Asprey, wasn't it? Or something? Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but but yeah. Every, everybody got, again, everybody got to go. They spent a lot of time touring. So what they did was, post Jim Morrison dying, they went through and they recorded, I think, two albums that with, just with themselves, as you know, with the, the rest of the band and Ray Manzarek and uh, uh, that were involved in it at that stage. They went off, they tried out a whole series of new singers. Never really worked out. They came back together quite a few years later. So it would be kind of Manzarek and Krieger. But again, they had, I was going to say whether they had the, the decency to call it the doors of the 21st century. Is that, that's, that's right. That's yeah. what they call that's them. That's a bit sad. Here, I'll just play you this. Look. Now, this would be this would be Jim Morrison. Yes. <laughs> Night divides a day. Try to run, try to hide. Break on through to the other side. Break on through to the other side. Break on through to the other side. Yeah. When I say um, Ian Asprey from the cult or whatever, yes, yeah, you'd um, be absolutely right. Did another door take over on vocals? No? Uh, for a while, the two of them. Just oh, really? to, yeah, yeah, because right. John Densmore kind of got himself. Did, I think decided at one stage. Now this is this is enough for me. Right. So he wasn't involved in any of the the, the later incarnations. Yeah, but Manzarek okay. and Krieger were involved, yeah. and then they brought in Ian Asprey for the Doors right. of the Twenty First yeah. Century. Right. He then left, and they became just Manzarek Krieger. And they were called the Doors of the Twenty First Century. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> the artist formerly known as yeah. Okay, you have, you have an Irish one. I do. Moving hearts. Yes. And moving hearts are a sort of a fascinating one because I suppose they started from Planksty, really, because they, there were people in Planksty wanted to go off and do something probably a little bit more contemporary, fusing the traditional and then the, the more contemporary stuff. So Donald Lunny and Christy Moore went off and formed uh, Moving Hearts. Yeah. And uh, they, were, they were kind of a collective of a band, I suppose. But they would always have maintained that no one person was any more important. So Chris, 
Christy Moore happened to be the vocalist for Faithful Departed and all of that yeah. stuff you know and then he moved on into his own solo career and they brought in Mick Hanley and then Mick Hanley eventually moved on and they brought in Flo McSweeney That's right. and then they became an yeah. instrumental band yeah. you know but they were they said they would say all the way through we were never a band with a front man or a front woman right. we just had somebody who did vocals with us they dropped the bomb in 45 to end the world war No one had ever seen such a terrible sight before The world's begun with ties white to see where it might lead Hiroshima Nagasaki Russian roulette indeed moving hearts and that's Christy Moore on the front vocal I, I think I was at uh, there was a gig in the, the point as it was then which was moving hearts the last reel in brackets really which is the very very final gig they were ever going to play I think it was about 1992 if I'm not mistaken and they have just announced that they're playing a gig with the RT Concert Orchestra in the Concert Hall on oh. uh, St. Patrick's Day next year so they're still banging out that last reel oh, nice. okay, yeah, yeah, fair yeah. enough yeah. So that's moving hearts. Alison Chains, slight, slight change oh, of Lane mood. Staley. Yeah, so Lane uh, Staley, right? So well, he, he died. Yeah, so that's the yeah. thing. And it, again, you reach that point. So four in the band, nineteen eighty-seven. Uh, Jerry Cantrell was involved. All of that stuff. Really, really good band. They took a decision after the death of Lane Staley that they really wanted somebody who kind of sounded like him. That was the thing. So they played around with a couple of vocalists, and then they went to William Duval. And it's somebody somewhere something I read somewhere during the week about this. They said he sounded eerily like Lane Staley. I'm not sure that's what you ever want in your front man, but mm. that's what they got. Man in the box is what it's called, and that is Alice in Chains. And Simon's here talking about um Main persons or vocalists who leave a band and exactly. can they or can they not continue and does it work? Yeah, or should they? Where would you put where would you be after putting now um Joy Division? Yeah, yeah. Ian Curtis yeah. dies, he commits suicide, and then the new band forms and becomes extremely successful, where the other guy just takes over, and in fact he was a dreadful vocalist, but that kind of added to all the thing, Bernard Sumner. Yeah. New order. Yeah. Well I do you know, I'm probably happier with a band deciding that they're going to do that, you know, mm. rather than trying to continue music. On. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but I'm I'm kind of happy. There's no there's no issue with it, like a bunch of musicians feeling that there's a kind of a continuum as it goes on. But having the decency to change the name, if they had a still been Joy Division, I don't think they would have been Why the band they? that they were. What about Lizzie? I mean, yeah, yeah. Ricky, Ricky Warwick took over, didn't he? And then they were called the Black Star Riders and yeah, everything else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And of course, yeah. when you if you were to do a thing that was just about the, the musical comings and goings, even in a band like Lizzie, over the a relatively short period of time, yeah, you know, you'd be here forever. You'd there be, were changes, yeah, indeed. So yeah, let's do Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Pink Floyd, well, obviously Sid. Yeah, so Sid and Roger had to step in. <laughs> yeah, or somebody. So, did. Yeah, so yeah. Sid Barrett had his issues as 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 so many sort of frontmen did. Roger Waters stepped in. The very much the most successful period of Pink Floyd's existence and in, there was a, a time then when Dave Gilmore was I suppose lead singer front man of the band and I don't think for me I'm not sure that was really a, yeah, a we purple did things that had to be done though you know and he did them alright here I'll tell you here's um, Sid put on a gown that touches the ground on a Yeah, see Emily play good stuff from Pink Floyd in the 60s and of course at the end of the 70s we got this. Hey, teacher, 
No, you're going to go with the cars. I'm going to go with the cars. Yeah, I'm always a fan of the cars. And mm. I, I don't know why, but I have yeah. al- I've always been a fan. Yeah. I've always been a fan. Pretty of kind of precise yeah. pop. Oh, absolutely. Good. But big, yeah. like big, big band, huge band. And eventually Rick Kasich said, no, I've had enough. I'm not doing this anymore. The band, the kind of the band broke up for a while. Then they got, as so many bands get, they got the offer. Here's your chance to go on tour with Blondie. And they said, right, we want to do this again. But Rick was like, I'm just not, I'm not interested. I don't want to do this at all. So they went out and they fished around and said, who can we find? So Todd Rundgren was knocking around. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Todd, Todd, as if I know. (laughs) Did he do that? Yeah, but obviously some part of the empire decided, no, you can't be calling yourself the Cars. So then they formed a band called The New Cars. Really? <laughs> Which is an entirely different outfit. Right. They went, they, they did the tour. The tour was an absolute disaster. Eventually, oh, really? bass player fell off the stage, broke his collarbone, and everybody said, No, we can't play anymore. That's the end of and it. And Todd Rundgren did tour with them, yeah. He did for a, right. a, a short period of time, but they were going to be the next big thing. But what was the, the interesting thing about it was that without Rick, nobody wanted it. Even as, even in, yeah. a, in a, I suppose, a heritage band playing support right, to, yeah. oh, who were already yeah. a heritage band and Blondie at that stage didn't want to hear it. Who's gonna tell you when it's too late? Yeah, it was just a song and then used it live out and changed completely. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And okay. Again, everybody, everybody yeah. they got they got back together again briefly. They did a tour and I think the rest of the band thought, here we go now, because everybody loved it. They did ten uh, theatre dates and they did Lollapalooza. And on stage at Lollapalooza, Rick said, there it is. Thanks very much. It's been emotional. Done. Gluck. Yeah, right. Done. Okay. And they, ne- yeah. they never never appeared again. Right. Okay. Right. Who, who else do you The have? Ramones. Oh, yeah, the, the Ramones. One of the all-time yeah, greatest th- bands ever. Absolutely. Completely agreed. But this is probably more of a reshuffle than anything else. Is that the way that the bands Wait worked out to be in the right place. Joey's the singer. That's so, it. DD started as the vocalist. Oh yeah, right, and okay. then Dee uh, Dee realised he couldn't sing and play bass at the same time. And Joey said <laughs> he couldn't do the minute. first one or the second <laughs> one anyway. <laughs> but he said, "Hang on, I can do this." And that's when Joey became the frontman. And this makes an awful lot of sense. I oh, let's go. I oh, let's go. I don't know we have a th- oh, God, Fantastic. <laughs> I mean, you can't beat the Ramones. Yeah, no, no, absolute class. But a, a really good decision. So that's definitely one of the ones that's been very, very successful. But I think we should follow the one that's been really, really successful with a terrible decision. By the way, just don't forget to follow the new series of Fanning of Whelan's two weeks from today. And um, Bob Geldof is our guest. And I tell you, he'll be talking about the Ramones on that and we'll be playing them. Very good. In excess, Dave. In excess. Yeah. So huge band. Michael Hutchins, obviously, one of the most well-known front men of all yeah, time yeah. Uh, unfortunately yeah, very sexy yeah, rock star absolutely unfortunately yeah. uh, took his own life in 1997 rest of the band wondering what is it that we do took the decision for whatever bizarre bizarre reason presumably related to cash somewhere that they should get involved in a reality TV show and the winner of the reality TV show was oh, going yeah, to become the lead singer of In Excess and who did they get they which was an guy. awful 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 decision really? they took on a guy called JD Fortune Right. And uh, JD Fortune was no Michael Hutchins. Right, yeah. You're saying that as though I have a son, Michael Hutchins. Honestly, <laughs> we're coming to the end of the programme, I'm afraid. So give me one more very quickly. Okay. Uh, very uh, quick. Uh, Leonard Skinner. Leonard Skinner, oh, yeah. uh, big plane well, crash. Well, and well. obviously enough, you know, yeah. uh, uh, the, the original Van Dance, uh, Ronnie Van Zant, was one of the people who, who died in the crash. The band went off. It took 10 years for them to come back. Eventually came back and Ronnie's little brother, Johnny, 
became yeah. the lead singer of the band. And yeah. I think that incarnation of Leonard Skinner is still around, still playing somewhere really? in the southern states of America now. Do you know an amazing thing? Uh, this, God, this is a terrible drop of names, but in Tulsa, you too, sometime back there about four years ago, uh, I was talking to one of the guys working on the tour and uh, he was in the plane. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, oh, wow, okay. Amazing guy. Uh, anyway, I can't remember his name. That's a terrible thing to say. But anyway, uh, but I presume one of the biggest examples is ACDC. Of course, there's always yeah, going right. to be ACDC, okay, yeah. So yeah. Bon Scott. So Bon yeah. Scott, every thought that's the end of ACDC. Brian Johnson came on board and they became probably a yeah. bigger band oh, they did. with, with, yeah. with Brian Johnson than they ever were going to be. Yeah, they were absolutely huge. Listen, we've got to get out of here, so we will. So listen, thank you, Simon. Nice Simon Marr, it is time to go. And uh, good luck. Take it easy. I don't know what I'm doing now. <laughs> will I press this button? I will. Dave Fanning on 2FM.